Trump loves to, I mean, first of all, Trump loves to obfuscate things, but also that he loves having bits of narrative that conflict with each other that he can play off of at every opportunity. I want the president to get better. Uh, I Agreed. don't yeah. want him to die from Agreed. this. I don't yeah. want anybody to die yeah. from this. I want him to get better so that he gets fucking demolished at the polls. What up, world? Welcome back to another exhilarating episode of the Amera Podcast. Shit is going down. Things are happening. The crowd goes wild. Huge fan base back there. We have <laughs> some exquisite content today. <laughs> chocked full of tasty tidbits, news, but Jeez. our main course... Our, <laughs> <laughs> our main course... I'm trying to make coronavirus sound sexy. <laughs> <Yeah. okay. laughs> it's just like... I'm, I'm having flashbacks to watching some of that nasty slime stuff. So, you know, <laughs> we are gathered here today to talk about the late and great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But before we get into that, mm, RIP, RIP, yep, yep. rest in power. We're going to talk a little Trump update uh, with our good friend here, Jordan Scruggs. Guest of the evening. Heidi, how are you neighbors? Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Coming in hot. Coming Although in that hot. show like major reinforcer of the patriarchy in retrospect and maybe we should cancel it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait you mean that like the show right now just no dropped, no like, the uh, home improvement yeah. the show home improvement like just just yeah, yeah. runs. oh is that a home improvement oh, yeah. reference that i thought was it was a, a simpsons reference no that's a home improvement no no that was a home improvement Wilson? reference you know i haven't watched it in so long i didn't realize it is is it is it just a a, a great perpetuator of the patriarchy? oh it's a yeah. parade of patriarchy if i remember really correctly. oh my gosh see like i can't even like i i used to watch i used to watch that with my dad all the time so i have like very fond memories of it but mm-hmm. I, I haven't watched it in like yeah. 15 years so yeah it's true I, don't run it for me don't ruin my don't don't ruin my fond memories. You've already done so much of that. So much you already ruined so much of my childhood, John. <laughs> the tool man Taylor. The tool man Taylor. We we have Jordan with us as our guest today, as well as the part of the usual crew, Mr. John Anderson. How are you this evening? I'm good. Mostly. You know, it's been a whole fucking roller coaster of a couple weeks. So, you know. Make sure to vote. Ooh, 30, 30 days, baby. We are Ooh. under a month. 30 days. So hold on to your butts. Yes. On that note, did you see that little factoid I sent you guys yesterday? This time last year, there was only, yes. what, a couple thousand, thousand something. Uh, ballots cast. And now we're at, mm-hmm. yeah, now we're at a million ballots already cast. Well, I wonder, I was like, how, like, is that... I mean, obviously a product, like part of that is a product of the pandemic. Right. You know, mailing ballots, right. So many votes have been cast, but I wonder, I wonder if there's a way to like control for the pandemic to see like what, probably not. Well, I, I, I thought it was, was like several magnitudes greater, right? Like it was in the thousands and now it's in the millions, which is like, all right, I think we can, we can go ahead and say that that is a high turnout mm-hmm. election. Mm-hmm. regardless of if yeah. it's a pandemic yeah i don't think the pandemic would have driven it if anything you would expect the pandemic to suppress it well perhaps right 
And Mr. Tyler Grillo. Yeah, thank you for bringing me into the conversation, uh, because obviously what you all are missing in this picture is that there's no way a million boats got counted. This is completely a conspiracy, and that obviously these ballots are <laughs> fake. And uh, Q sent me, so. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you guys see uh, they were... Um from the Trump talking about like there were ballots in the river, yada, yada. Oh one of God. the Fox news reporters at the, yeah, he said that at the debate. Um, one of the Fox news reporters at the white house asked the press secretary, like what river <laughs> just kept being like, tell me what the river was. And she was like, it was in Wisconsin. And she, and the reporter was like, right but the name of the river please yeah. i'm literally i'm just trying to be a reporter and i just want to track this down so can you please tell me what river it was and yep. she could yeah the potomac she did yeah because it was the don't give a fuck it river there it is <laughs> oh blake you're silly yeah it's the it's the uh it's the red wine that is our balake malbec um keeping us on track tonight. and i'm your host the red wine guardrails blake Manion. hello everybody thanks for joining us doing this show tonight it is sunday 7 48 p.m it's a little bit later than normal and we're a little bit more giddy than normal that's right <laughs> because well, of it you know also the president of the United States is in the hospital with a virus that he downplayed for like six months. So, you know, things mm. are things are wacky right now. Things are fucking wild. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, as of Sunday evening, uh, the president was announced that he had COVID very early Friday morning, was taken to Walter Reed Friday afternoon. We've gotten just all sorts of shit show communication from multiple sources at the white house it's rather unclear how he's doing uh he has been administered oxygen twice that we know of we know he had a high fever but we don't know of what um the most recent update was he decided to have a little covid parade because he was feeling sad so he had to go out and wave at people <laughs> he has to feed off of it john that's how he gets that's how he'll get better he feeds off the, the his his doctor today uh was asked why he lied about oxygen uh giving the Ridiculous. president oxygen <laughs> and, and he, he said he didn't want to affect the course of the disease which is i i, I was <laughs> unclear that covid cared about the truth um but apparently it is allergic or it, it is it is it is bad to tell the truth around covid and you need to lie around covid uh otherwise it will kill you or whatever <laughs> so that we we do not know what is happening with the president of the United States right now. He's releasing also these like insane videos and he uh, <laughs> took a couple photos, but it was of him quote working. However, he was signing a blank piece of paper. If you zoomed in on it, which is amazing. Also, if you look at the metadata of the pictures, they were taken like 12 minutes apart. So he just went to one room, put on a jacket, took a picture, went to another room, took off the jacket and took another picture and then released it to the American people. And the way, you know, this was total bullshit is that the white house announced that he was Asking for documents to review, which he's never done in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Good point. So, and that all that being said, like, I don't want to, I don't want to 
I legitimately am not like I want the president to get better. Uh, I Agreed. don't yeah. want him to die from Agreed. this. I don't yeah. want anybody to die yeah. from this. Uh, I want him to get better so that he gets fucking demolished at the polls and does not become a martyr and mm. can spend the rest of his however long his life is in fucking jail. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, word going around. And if we look at what happened with Boris Johnson in, in the UK, his approval ratings actually jumped from 44% to 66% the day he got out of the hospital. So right. some people are saying this is just a publicity stunt for Trump to try and bring his ratings up. But I, I believe he's truly sick. Um, yeah. But how sick, who knows, because he's great and he's really bad, apparently, at the same time. So. Yeah. According to different times, it's all of those things. And it was literally the doctors were giving a press conference and then Mar it turns out Mark Meadows was giving an off the record interview to reporters being like his vitals are bad in the next 48 hours going to be crucial yeah. so it's just like what are what are we fucking doing here and then you have all these ford adversaries being like well is this mm -hmm. our time and the best yeah. way to uh remedy that is clear and believable information which they are doing right. the opposite of right now surprise surprise yeah, shocker yeah yeah well, you know, something something that Kevin said that we were talking about this earlier, too, because I was like, what, like what like what is actually happening? You know, like what what's happening? Yeah. Um, he made a really good point about how Trump loves to I mean, first of all, Trump loves to obfuscate things, but also that he loves having bits of narrative that conflict with each other that he can play off of at every opportunity. So, you know, he can he'll he'll be able to go assuming that he recovers like most people do, right? Um, he will be able to simultaneously talk about how, you know, he is this like, in, you know, incredible strong man and able to defeat the virus. And it really was nothing more than a cold. He can do that in one, you know, one place. And the next place he can go and talk about how he was really sick and like has, you know, like overcome the greatest obstacle, just whatever it is that he has to say to appeal to voters at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen how he does this, you know, with other situations where, you know, it he he's a charlatan, basically, and he's able to, like, put on whatever, whatever face people want to see from him at yeah. the time. And so, you know, I think that that's probably what's going on right now. As, as much as the misinformation is maddening, and it feels like, you know, it doesn't have any particular aim or purpose, except that people are directly contradicting each other and telling lies. It, you know, it could be that this is all part of his plan to keep things unstable so that yeah. he gets to control the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and it can be both, right? He like can be sick and then also going to con use this to control the narrative, you know? I mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next few days. That's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how Trump got this, uh, we believe, is at the or through the Supreme Court event, the SCOTUS nomination event that happened last Saturday, not this last Saturday, but last weekend. And there have been since then several other leading GOP senators, I think mostly uh, just senators, right? And well, Governor Chris Christie. Chris Christie, Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Um, That's true. Uh, uh, who else? Well, Barr, oh, the, I just, the RNC chair. Tom Tillis. Yep. 
uh, yeah, three a uh, bunch of staffers. We and yeah, also let us say we don't have firm numbers on all of the White House staff. Yeah, who yeah, are yeah, totally yeah. nonpartisan and yeah. likely rather low income, who are forced to be there to like yeah. serve food and clean and shit. All of those people, we don't know how they're doing either. So that's that is really, really one of the biggest frustrating, maddening, uh, upsetting things about this is that I mean. Another person who's sick is the uh, Notre Dame president, and we've seen a whole bunch of students literally kicked out of school for going to parties for at this time. And yeah. yet you have the president of Notre Dame going to this fucking death party for RGB, and he gets COVID, and it's like, whatever. So this is a terrible, terrible dunder- double standard that's happening in this country that literally has life-threatening consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, the memes that are going around right now saying that maybe Amy Comey Barrett should take this as a sign from God to drop out of the nomination. She would think. She would think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I'm very concerned about her nomination too, which they're probably going to push through, obviously. Yeah, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell has um, suspended all Senate uh, activity except for this. I was going to say. How are they going to – can they vote remotely, I guess? I guess they're, no. they're – No, because the Republicans prevented them from passing that earlier in the year. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> yeah, so there's not going to be – it looks like any remote voting, and it is unclear if you only – if three Republicans are missing and you add that up with all of the Democratic senators, it's unclear if you can have mm-hmm. a quorum. Exactly. Wow. wow. That's what I was wow, getting wow, at because wow. – what the Democrats don't even have to show up, right? They're just going to be like, fuck this shit. And then let's say we have a dozen sick senators by that time, at least, at at least, Yeah. (laughs) you know, so this could be a total shit show, but I guess favorable Uh, to humanity and civil rights. Quick side note. Did you guys see, so Lindsey Graham was one of these senators who was uh, exposed and he had a debate uh, yesterday Friday with um, his opponent, uh, Jamie Harrison in South Carolina. And Jamie Harrison brought plexiglass to the debate to put up between. He brought his own plexiglass to put up between him and Lindsey Graham, which I thought was one of the most brilliant debating moves I've ever, like the statement that makes that this senator is so unsafe that I can't even be in the same room with him. Yeah. Amazing. I'm okay. actually Amazing. surprised that they didn't have glass separating them at the debate this past week. They have that. Like, I, I don't really watch sports, but I watch basketball and in the playoffs, they had Pepsi glass separating the commentators like Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. It's right. no brainer. It's like, Come on, guys, get with the program. Where's yeah, all of the precautions? There's seri- we're digressing a little bit into the previous subject, but there was serious talk about when Trump was, when his last negative test was. Yeah, and and could be it, Wednesday. Yeah, which means he could have been possibly showing symptoms on Tuesday when yeah. he spent ninety minutes fucking yelling at Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. Which brings me to my next question. Is this going to interfere with the next debate for Joe Biden and Donald Trump? 
Probably. Yeah, it's, it, there's there's no way they can have it at this point. Especially yeah. it's a town hall, uh, which I guess oh. I don't know how much they were going to do remotely. Um, but it, it, you just can't. Like he, he's going to need 14 days, right, from whenever he's not sick. And, yeah. you know, like right. there's lots of long-term consequences from COVID even if he, quote, fully recovers, right? right. So we don't yeah. know what that's going to be. I What this does – we need to talk about RGB, but what this does to – uh rbg i'm gonna do that so many fucking times (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible anyways it's from building computers it's terrible it's terrible i'll edit out your letters and reorganize them okay thank you for yeah i'm that good you guys laugh watch i'll do it you listen back go like, oh, shit. I, I believe in you like i believe in you i know you can but john yeah finish your point and let's uh i've totally forgotten now because <laughs> I'm, I'm, i Sorry. fucking knew going into the podcast i was gonna do that a billion times and um i hate that it's I'm okay that's it, what happens so. when you're having a bar conversation you know yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our niche in podcast. You, you go for some peanuts and then bam, you forget what you're talking about. <laughs> on to RPG. On to RPG. Sadly, sadly, it's taken us this long to talk about it, but we wanted to wait to have not only the right guest, but I guess the opportune moment to do so. So, indeed, we, we got overtaken a little bit. Uh, I was I was doing a little reading before this, and um, I found a really wonderful quote that made her really relatable uh by of all people uh chief justice roberts and he said uh praising her quote her work ethic intellectual rigor precision with words and total disregard for the normal day night work schedule adhered to by every one else since the beginning of recorded history which I just find really funny <laughs> and like really relatable. I want to know what that is too. Like is RGB ugh, uh, calling up, uh, <laughs> calling up Roberts at like three in the morning and being like, I have some things to say to you about your opinion. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I really I hope so. so. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could do it, it would be her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure, they all have. I mean, if she called me at 3 a.m., I'd pick up the phone. Totally. Yeah. 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 Especially right now. Yeah. Um, Right. Especially right now. I mean, legend, right? Yeah. Right. There's uh, actually a really. I haven't watched it yet, but I do want to watch it. There's a movie that was released on her life story, I guess, about two years ago. Um, And it's it's called. Just RBG. Oh, it is? I thought it was called On the Basis of Sex. Oh, maybe it is crazy about that. Or there's more than one. Maybe. Anyways, uh, that was one of um, her biggest impacts. In fact, it's probably arguable that she had a bigger impact on the law uh, outside of the court than she did um, inside of it as mm. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what she did is she she fought against sexism. Uh, explicit sexism in American law and she was the most successful at fighting against it because what she did for the most part was take cases that were detrimental for men so one of her most famous cases there was a single father who uh, or a widower who was not able to collect um, I forget if it was inheritance or or whatever, uh, because he was a man. So she fought against that 
and by doing so was able to dismantle a lot of sexist law in the United States that has had a significant impact in the United States. Uh, yeah. The, the documentary, I guess, is called RBG, and the movie itself is on the basis of sex. Multiple yeah. movies. There yeah. we go. There you go. Both look really good, though. So highly recommend that if you're looking for something to watch. I think one of the uh, most impressive things about her, honestly, is also her daily routine. Let's be real. Oh, come on. Did you see her trainer? Didn't she work out? Oh, yeah. Her trainer, um, when she was laying in state, uh, went up and did push ups in front of her casket. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fierce. Yeah, in many ways. And this was not her first battle with cancer. She'd previously survived. No. Uh, was it pancreatic? I'm not sure. I think it was pancreatic. Yeah, I think so. It was pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she originally survived pancreatic cancer, on top of uh, other health conditions. So she was a fighter. That's for sure. She was. Another really important thing was she was a fierce defender of voting rights, uh, which seems apropos today. Yeah. Um, but she was asked uh, what she felt were the three cases that did the most harm while she was on the court. They were all voting rights cases. They were um, Shelby County, which struck down the Voting Rights Act uh, or, or components of it. There, It was uh, Rucho, which was uh, the case about uh, partisan gerrymandering and mm. the court ruled that um, that was okay because democracy and uh, Citizens United which we all know uh-huh. and so that was uh, another really really important contribution she had um, to the United States and we're going to really miss her because her dissent and her ability to create coalitions on the court is, is going to be seriously seriously missed yeah yeah she held that shit together Mm -hmm. for a long time especially i know and i was like i was like looking at um there's something i think is really interesting is that when she was first nominated to the supreme court what was it 92 i think 93 uh yeah i think it was early in clinton Clinton. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was clinton um she was considered to be a consensus builder and a centrist right and and to, to the fact that when she died, she was like the, you know, a liberal bastion, um, I think just shows how far the court has swung mm. um, over the course of the last 20 years and 25 years, I guess. Um, you know, nobody, I, I feel like nobody wanted to die less than she did before the end of before oh. the end of this election. Oh. Yes. You know, can you, cause I was like, the only thing that I could, that like consoled me was like, when I was like, Oh my God, RBG, I can't believe you. Is that I was like, you know, I know that she like, nobody wanted to serve to survive more than she did. Yeah. And actually I, I didn't realize that when, um, she was, uh, serving under Obama, they had tried to retire her and she just thought that it was a foregone conclusion that Clinton would be elected. And she's like, no, I'm not ready to retire yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know that like I'll be replaced by another liberal justice because it'll be under Clinton. So it's okay. Um, and then, you know, she had to be like, God, I can't believe I did that. Mm -hmm. You know, but how could you have known? I mean, this whole, Mm -hmm. like the whole last four years have been like, 
how could you have possibly known? I think hey, well, and, oh, Obama did a similar thing uh, with with Russian interference in the election, and he said, "I'm going to keep number one." Uh, they brought together the Democratic and Republican leaders of Congress, and Mitch McConnell said, "If you come out with this, I will make it a partisan issue," uh, wow. which another reason to just. Fuck Mitch McConnell. But Donald sure. Trump also played it too cute with that, which was, okay, Hillary Clinton's going to be president. We can not mess with her. And even there's an argument that James Comey uh, uh, put out that letter a week away from the election because she he didn't want to delegitimize her election. And so – One of the most important lessons I think we all need to learn in this context is don't be too cute with any of the shit. Just get it done if you can get it done. That's right. Right. It's unfortunate. Go ahead and finish your point. I think that is one thing that I've been reflecting on because it's important. I think sometimes we – when. I, I think generally this is a general comment about humanity. I think sometimes we are too kind to people when they die or we, we gloss over their, their warts. And I think that, um, it, it kind of robs them of their humanity a little bit. And one of the things that makes people like one of the most compelling things about somebody is their ability to overcome the bad parts about themselves. And so I wish that we spent a little bit more time when people died, generally just being honest about who they were. And, Mm. In that vein, I think it is important that we say that that was a pretty colossal mistake that that mm-hmm. Ruth made, which was she she should have retired. And yeah. hindsight is twenty twenty, but again, we should get too cute with you know the the outcomes of like Obamacare and Roe v. Wade. Yeah, right. I was talking to somebody about their husband retiring the other day, and that she was like, he he wants to retire. I won't say his name, but she was like, he wants to retire. And I was like, do it. Tell him to do it. And uh, she's like, but if he retires, like that lifestyle, that culture, like the job, he's never going to go back to that. You know, like you retire, you're done. And I wonder if Ruth kind of had a similar way of thinking about it. Like she did love serving the country, you know, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was for selfish reasons. Maybe she just. She really enjoyed her job and thought that she'd really enjoy working with Hillary too, you know. And again, you can't hindsight's twenty twenty, and you know it's yeah. it was a colossal mistake, no doubt. But whew, it is yeah. unfortunate that her last dying wish is being trampled on by a turtle <laughs> wizard. So <laughs> yeah, we all knew that was coming. No, we all knew that was coming. Yeah. But but John, to your point, I I, I do also think uh, it is important to note people's faults. It does humanize them more. And you know, she had a a, a very uh, la- she had a lack of um, black staffers. Like in her whole time, she had had two staffers, and there's like hundreds. Uh, huh. um, uh, so you know, it is important to acknowledge those things. Um, but also, you know. Um, Blake, I agree with you um, about. I think she probably did want to work with Hillary, and hindsight's twenty twenty, which means it's right fucking now. All the hindsights <laughs> are coming back because it's twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that why this year is the worst? Yeah, it's twenty twenty. So all the hindsights. This year is the worst. Oh, yeah, we fucking. This is the worst. That thing and that thing. I, I will say, uh, if you are thinking about retiring and you're able to fucking do it, just do it. Like. Go do other <laughs> shit. 
you know, because you never know what's going to happen. Right? Uh, yeah. You'll, you'll be the last one to do so. We'll be in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be rad. I'm excited for that. It's okay. I'm going to learn how to recycle sludge with Sage. Hey, oh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so, you know, now that the Trump or the Trump, the president has gotten COVID, it is unclear whether they're going to be able to uh, ram through this nomination. Um, oh, right. Because before the, the election. Also, yeah. Be, yeah. Also so it's it is, you know, if they if three senators can't vote, then they it's unclear whether they'll either even have a quorum for them to get. Right. So. Um, we will see what happens with all of this, uh, but it it looks like it may be delayed at least until the lame duck session, and then we'll see what happens there. If they do end up pushing her through in the lame deck, lame duck, um, I think that we're going to expand the court if oh, the yeah. Democrats win the Senate, and I yeah. I think uh, one of my favorite people, she mostly is like national security law Her name is susan hennessy she just wrote uh, an article i'm looking forward to reading um with quentin jurassic and they uh argue for the expansion of the court um and both of them are against it as a principle but they are arguing for it because the what mitch mcconnell and the republicans are doing so delegitimizes it there is no other option you you cannot have asymmetric disarmament in this situation so right. i i will very likely be for expanding the court if this happens so i well, list so what do you go ahead go ahead jordan i i mean the thing about expanding the court i feel like there are better options than expanding the court in the sense that um you know the republicans are just going to do exactly the same thing at the earliest oppor- earliest opportunity um, do you know what those options would be so what if, for example, instead of um, instead of having five, four rulings, um, you you had to have, uh, you know, like six, it had to be at least six to three or mm-hmm. seven to two rulings. So you would you would increase the number of justices that you had to have on a particular side um, in order to declare something you know, unconstitutional or constitutional as opposed to expanding the court. I I. I think that's a very interesting idea. I don't know if it's constitutionally feasible. Um, I know that expanding the court is constitutionally feasible because the size of the court is not mandated by um, the Constitution. It's only a tradition that we have nine justices. So I would be I, – I have a question about whether that's – It is constitutionally feasible. I read about it. Oh, okay. Rad. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, I think – and also maybe you combine that with term limits – um, which is funny because I yeah, generally am super against term limits, but it's turning out I'm only against term limits for the legislative branch because I think that it's it's important that we have it for the presidency, and I uh, for fucking obvious reasons. And then uh, I think that term limits for the Supreme Court would also be a good idea, and it's one of those kind of almost Second Amendment things where it's like, no, the founders could not foresee the fact that people would live to be like fucking 95 years old. And so when we had a, when we had a lifetime appointment, they were supposed to die when they were like 55 and that was the assumption, but not anymore. So I think some kind of insanely long term limit, like 20 to 30 years would 
maybe not 30, maybe 15 to 20 years would be a good idea also. So maybe you combine the supermajority ruling with that and you get at it without expanding the court because expanding the court is the super nuclear option. I would prefer almost any other outcome, but if we're going to have this kind of absolute shenanigans from Mitch McConnell, we gotta, we, we cannot asymmetrically disarm from this. Yeah. One of the better arguments I've heard for expanding the court is the, is that the ninth circuit court of appeals uh, is authorized 29 judgeships while the district courts uh, of the circuit are authorized 112 judgeships. So it would make sense to me to expand the Supreme court at least a little bit. You know, if not, all the way to 29. But uh, just because that's how, you know, it looks like it does reduce as you go up the circuit, right, up the ladder. But um, it just, it would get it closer, I think, in part to having a more rounded opinion or vote, I guess, if you have more judges on there. Right. And I, the, I, th- I like that argument. I think the proposal right now is to add two more justices to make it 11. Um, which would basically yeah. just cancel out the the Gorsuch nomination and this nomination. Maybe. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, we shall see. Fucking wild times in America. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, uh, we've covered all of our subjects for the evening, and it's easy. easy. I need easy. I need to pour myself a little more wine. So. <laughs> The lucky Malbec. Jordan, did you have anything else to say? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. No, I'll just, I'll just thumbs up, thumbs up. Jordan, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Good to see you. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say, uh, as a partisan podcast, to Godspeed to the president that he gets better so he can yeah. kick his fucking ass in this election. Let's fucking oh, yeah. go. Okay. Make sure you are registered to vote. Make sure you have a plan to vote. Make sure you talk to all of your relatives and make sure they have a plan to vote and are registered and let's fucking go out and do this thing. Godspeed, folks. Why don't we do it live on the radio? <laughs> Why don't we do it live on the road? <laughs> Why don't we do it live on the road? <laughs> if we ever do take it on the road, that'll be our theme song. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Why don't we do it live on the road? <laughs> All right. What up, world? <laughs>